Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you water wood, wood becomes rotten and termites are opportunistic and they infest rotten wood. This is the plaintiff. Philip, he says the defendant, his neighbor, waters her side of their common fence. And now the thing is rotting out and she refuses to stop. He had to fumigate the fence to get rid of termites. He had to repair the sections the defendant ruined. And he's here suing her for the $9,609.80 he's owed. This is the defendant, Elizabeth Riley Baruch. She says she waters her lemon tree, not the fence. Who would water a fence? She thinks the plaintiff is COVID crazy, has nothing to do, and there are no grounds for this lawsuit. She's accused of an H2O faux pas. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Phillip, you're suing your next-door neighbor, Ms. Barouche, for over $6,000 in damages that you say you have sustained to your common fence, I guess. What's going on? Um, the fence um, is rotting due to um, the water damage that was caused on the part of the fence that was watered. And then termites got in, and what I did was repaired it but that part of the fence needs to be replaced. So that's what the charges are Can for. I ask you whose fence, fence is it? Is it your fence or is it her fence? It's a shared fence between her and I. Okay. And when was the fence put in? Approximately 10 years ago. And when it was put in, um, did the two of you split the cost to put it in? Yes. And was there ever any discussion about maintenance and who would be responsible for maintenance? Not to my knowledge, I don't remember that conversation. Okay, so according to you, she's watering the, I mean, she's not gonna be watering the fence. I guess you mean she's watering plants that are too close to the fence or what is it she's doing wrong because- There are uh, sprinklers that are gone, that go on in the evenings or in the very early mornings of the hour uh, that 
are adjacent to the fence that water her roses and her grass. I believe I showed you some pictures of the Let's garden that them. she has that abuts. Okay. Let's get to that. So the, yeah. this is the defendant's side. Where are you when you're taking this picture? Oh, <laughs> I'm on top of my garage. Okay. Um, so that's the defendant's side, and she has um, a lovely garden with some rose bushes and all kinds of stuff. And um, can I see whatever damage you're talking about in this picture or not in this picture? If you go back to the other one, you can see it better, Your Honor. Okay. So let's see. The other photograph. I'm sorry. Okay. If you see where it says no water, there's no water on the fence there. The, 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 the fence is straight and there's no termites. Now, when you move forward, if you head west, you can see where she starts to water, the fence starts to rot and becomes warped. But, but where the fence is not watered, before that, when you head east, there is no damage. So that part of the fence needs to be replaced. And that's what it, the big problem is. This the shows that the, the fence, fence is, is warped. What picture shows that the fence is rotten? What am I looking at that's there? That's termite. That's termite damage. Those those boards are completely ruined. And uh, my neighbor uh, put some bricks there to I, I imagine to support it. But th those are completely rotten termite infested boards. But there's How other photographs too, Your Honor. That because if you water wood wood becomes rotten and termites are opportunistic and they infest rotten wood is from what my pest control company said. It's what they said. Okay, can you show me they, where there is rotten wood because I'm still going through a thousand pictures and not finding no, the no, rotten that, that's, wood. No, that, no, that's the other fence. If, if there is, there are photographs, uh, if you look at uh, ones that were earlier that were sent, there is uh, spackle that shows the extent of the damage yeah. of of the uh, of the termite infestation. There, there, there you are, Your Honor. Is this... There you go. Okay, so this is what you That's want me termite. to look at. Is this if I, what I'm looking at is your side of the fence? Yeah, yeah. And what? And this now, is you... you've spackled I, I, in I've, these I, places. I treated. I, I yeah. I, I tried to keep the fence from falling down this season because where we live, it rains in the winter time. And, and the fence was, wasn't, wasn't uh, it, it couldn't hold up anymore. Okay, so I ask again, do you actually yeah. have a picture of rotten wood yeah. that you haven't thrown spackle on so that I can see what you mean about rotten wood? The picture that you showed with the brick is rotten wood. Well, that's, you said that was termite. I'm looking for water damage rotten. It doesn't rain here for uh, eight months of the year. So, uh, and she waters her, her, her fence at night or in the very early morning. So um, uh, I, I don't have a picture of her uh, watering the fence because it's in the middle of the night. That's not my question. What I want to see is rotten wood. I'm trying to find a picture of rotten wood. I have a The rotten pictures. wood was a picture you saw I've with the brick. I've been through them carefully. Is... Okay, but that okay. picture you said that that was, I thought you said that was termites. Are you saying that that's rotten wood? Termites, just that termites one plank, and rotten wood, planks? to my understanding, I'm not an exterminator. But termites and rotten wood go hand in hand. If I'm, it, it, that, so that's your what suggestion is that the said. fence can't get wet. The fence can get is wet. That what it you're gets saying? wet on her on her sprinkler schedule. Okay, let me hear from you, ma'am. What is uh, what's going on? I don't water the fence. I mean, the sprinklers do splash up. They don't. All the water doesn't go directly down into the ground. Some water does get on the fence. Am I watering the fence? No. 
uh, but water does get on the fence. Um, there are more actually termite, there is more termite damage, which I didn't know was connected to watering. Um, there is more in some of the pictures that I submitted of my side of the fence, which is the white painted fence. And I do agree that my neighbor maintains his fence better than I do, I guess. See, there's the fence. You can see a little bit more of the the damage. That's a picture that they didn't show. Um, when he shows his pictures, it looks like a painting. I mean, it looks so good. Um, right I don't down know what you there. mean. This white side's your side. This side looks better painted, but this is your side of the fence? Yes. Well, it looks better than the splotches spackling. Uh, Ms. Baruch, tell me where I'm supposed to see, other than the fact that this is 10-year-old wood, one to, no, 13, 14 years, almost 14 years old, what exactly am I supposed to be seeing in the termite damage in these pictures? There is definitely some termite damage. And yes, I mean, if one Okay, can well, did you, did you send the termites out there? I did not. Guys, I'm not seeing the damage of $6,000 to a fence. I'm not, I'm just not seeing a $6,000 damage. I'm not, I'm not understanding what the problem is. Did you ever talk to your neighbor and say to her, hey, these are facing too close to the fence. Can you turn them around? Can you make the sprinklers face? I, 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 I never way? knew that. You... I never knew that she was, I never knew that she was watering Yeah, but did you do that no before idea. you filed a lawsuit? Cause that's the basis of your lawsuit. Did you ever knock on your neighbor's door and I talk explained, about this? And... I, I, yes, I did. I did. I explained that. I did. And how'd it go? Tell and me I what said, you said and tell me what she and said. And I said, we need to replace the fence. And I said, um, but I will only split it with you if you agree not to water anywhere near the fence. And um, we didn't come to an agreement. Right. Okay. What's your position, Ms. Baruch? It's true. We did talk about it. I, the fence is older. It does have termite damage. I didn't feel that it was my fault. I wasn't really watering the fence. Did water get on the fence? Yes. Water got on the fence. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I uh, I'm having a fault. hard time understanding how a termite ridden fence that is 15 years old and got wet, that's somehow some transgression on her part. Um, you should um, make um, sure that the sprinkler heads are not facing the fence, that they're facing the plants. But I have to imagine that's what you made sure anyway. Why would you actually have them facing the fence? So the water should, yes, water's going to get on the fence, pal. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not, in other words, when you come to court, you have to show me that she has violated some duty of care that she has. And the best you're able to do is tell me, look how it's warped over there. That's because she waters her plants and water gets on the fence. How is that some transgression of, a, of an obligation on her part? Yeah, it's gonna get, water's gonna get on the fence. So I'm not understanding what she's doing wrong by watering her plants and water getting on the fence. That is something that the fence has to be able to withstand because it's not indoors, it's outdoors. So yeah, after 15 years, there may be some maintenance that you guys have to do. And if you don't agree on splitting the cost, then the guy who it's really bothering does it on his own or you don't do it and it stops bothering you. But this, from what I am hearing, I cannot look at her and say, Oh, shame on you for getting water on a fence. That's not happening. 
Verdict for the defendant. Um, can, may, may, may I speak, please? Well, the judge has made her decision. She has found for the defendant in this case. Philip, you wanted to say something to the judge right at the very end. What did you want to say to I him? have no comment. What? I have no what comment. Now? All right, I gather you don't want to talk. He says he has no comment. Good enough. Ms. Barouche, how about you? Are you going to comment? Oh, sure, I'll comment. I mean, it's... The, the judge knows what she's doing. I mean, we sh I showed her pictures. He showed her pictures. That was it. All right. Well, listen, congratulations. You're off the hook. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Let's see what the judges have to say. This is a really interesting case. He didn't really prove that she has somehow uniquely trashed this fence and, and destroyed it or caused. It's almost 15 years old. Yeah. I mean, a wooden privacy fence, that's what you're going to get out of it, man, around 15 years, roughly, right? Right. You are allowed to use your house the way it a, a house is normally used. And right. spr underground sprinklers, if it, you know, are permitted. Right. And a fence getting wet is anticipated. Exactly. So, come on, after 15 years, don't you think that this is, you know, uh, there's termites. Yeah. Oh, termites are attracted to water. You know what else they're attracted to? Wood. <laughs> they're attracted to old wood. So, you know, how is that all of a sudden evidence that, you know, there's right. something bad that she's doing? Because it's warped a little bit on that side. Tough. Put in a fence, it doesn't warp, yeah, you know? They need, they need to just patch this up, or if they decide to together, come up with some kind of a... Plan. Right, but he cannot compel her in court to do so. Right. So, you know, if they if they want to work it out to be good neighbors, great. And if they don't, then great, too. Well, let's hope they but can... he can't compel her in court. Let's hope they can mend their fences. <laughs> Rochelle wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, can a restaurant or business legally charge you extra if you pay by debit or credit card? Uh, yeah, actually, and it happens a lot where they will charge a premium, some of them will, because credit cards cost them money when it gets processed. So some will say cash only, but a lot of them know if they say cash only, a lot of people won't eat there, so usually you don't have to pay. That's going to do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. These are the plaintiffs, Elena and Albert Spragans. Elena says their former landlord, the defendant, is being a real jerk because he's refusing to return their security deposit for no good reason other than pure greed. That's right, they left the place in immaculate condition, and they're here suing for the $2,875 they're surely owed. This is the defendant Bonita Wright. 
She says she had to replace the washer and dryer in the unit because the plaintiffs broke them. She also had to clean the place because they have a difference of opinion on what constitutes leaving the place clean and what doesn't. She's accused of holding on tight to the money. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant is just plain greedy because he won't okay. return the money that he owes her. But the defendant says they have a difference of opinion, and he thinks the judge will agree with him. It's the case of you really think this is clean. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Alana Spragans and Albert Spragans. Uh, what is the relationship between the two of you? I'm the uncle and she's my niece. Got it. Okay. Uh, the two of you are suing Ms. Wright, your former landlord, for the remaining balance of a security deposit that you believe she inappropriately withheld. So you rented the house that she was a four-bedroom house in order to run a project that you two do, which is what? Tell me. Uh, so we run a project with different organizations in the Bay Area to help individuals who are suffering from homelessness due to mental illness. And so I got in touch with Miss Bonita, and that's when we took um, ownership of the property, June 28th of 2019. Okay. And uh, you were there for how long? When did you move out? We moved out on September 1st of 2020. Okay. Now, at that point, you were on a month-to-month, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, you're not living there, and your uncle's not living there either, right? Correct. But do you go there every day, or you don't go there every day? I go there every day or every other day. Uh, according to you, Ms. Wright, they left a lot of damages, and that's why you kept almost $2,900 of their $3,800 security deposit. Let's talk about the washer-dryer. That is the biggest ticket item. Um, mm -hmm. What happened with the washer-dryer, Ms. Bragans? So basically, the washer-dryer stopped working. I let her know when she was there. She never fixed it, so we purchased one for the tenants to use because they can't. They don't have ability to get around. They can't drive. And we purchased one to use, but I had my uncle come and look, which my Mr. Spragans, I'm sorry, has done multiple repairs to that house out of our pocket without charging her when we were at tenants because it would take her a long time to either get over there to fix it. And I have people who are counting on that place to look up to par in case managers that come through. Right. So, so I let her the know. The washer and I gave dryer. Her so time. you bought it. Just a second. You bought a new washer dryer. You install them. What did you do with her washer and dryer? It was still there. We did not remove it from the property. Okay. Did you reconnect it when you left? You you disconnected yours and yes. took them with you. Did you reconnect hers? No. We reconnected hers. I have a picture uh, of the garage. She says which shows you didn't, and I have there. a pic. Yeah, I want to see the connected washer dryer because. She's shown me a picture of it disconnected. That's why I want to see the connected washer dryer. I don't have that picture. I just have a picture of the garage because showing Because she that has picture. a picture and she shows it disconnected. So I'm pretty sure she wouldn't disconnect her own washer dryer. I'm pretty sure this is that. But you know, you, you can't leave it disconnected. But why should they have to pay $1,500 for a new washer dryer? You say they broke it, but maybe they just broke. And it's the landlord's responsibility to get them working again. So, I mean, yes, I agree with you that they left them disconnected, but why would they have to buy you a new washer-dryer? One of the ladies that um, lived there, she was uh, a person who told me everything. So when I was over there doing repairs, she told me everything. She said that the, most of the tenants were 
putting large items in there, breaking it, putting uh, mattress pads in there, putting all kind of blankets and pillows. So they broke it. Within do you have her there as a witness it. for me to talk to? I do so not. So do you have her there as a witness? Do you have an affidavit? I, do you, yeah, you can't just tell me someone told you they broke it. That's not going to work. Um, what happened with the cameras? Because yeah. she had security cameras on there. And what happened with that? So the cameras didn't work. They, she let me know when I took possession that they didn't have a DVR. And if I wanted to buy new cameras to set up, I could. So the day of the move out, we couldn't find the brackets. And so Mr. Spragan said, hey, I can just go to Home Depot and get some brackets if you want to just wait here and I can put your old system back up. Or you could take this new HD system. She says, okay, no problem. So Mr. Spragan's ended up, which I put in my exhibits to the court, the pictures of the new set of HD cameras. What's the deal here, Ms. Wright? They're saying that during the walkthrough that was discussed and you agreed to keep their new and working cameras and then you build them for it. So tell me about that. I, I did give them permission to put their own cameras out, but I'm not the owner of the property that someone else is the owner. So they didn't, the owner, the owner didn't actually want those cameras. They don't, they wanted the kind of thing. Yeah, I understand. But what cameras. did you say as the, but did you tell them, yeah, these are fine? I told them that, yeah. And then the owner? Yeah, I did yeah, tell that's them. That's a problem because you're the, yeah. I got it. All right. So you are a representative of the owner. So I guess you shouldn't be saying it's fine if it's not, but then that's something you're stuck with. You don't get to change that because the owner got mad. Um, so that figures out. Oh, you, ooh, you, you kept, you kept money for light bulbs, for real? I've never seen a landlord oh do that. God. Really? I mean, if she what, left what, you without what? light bulbs, did she leave you without light bulbs? Is that what it is? No, no, they didn't leave me without light bulbs. There were some other kind of cheap light bulbs that was in there. Okay. What's the problem? So those are the uh, original uh, vanity light bulbs. And so now there okay. is some other kind of light bulbs in there that are, you Show know, me the picture of the other the kind of light bulbs. Where is I it? Don't because I'm only have seeing the those... good stuff. Okay. I so don't no have the, the light bulbs. other pictures. All right. So now let's talk about, we've talked about the cameras. We've talked about the washer dryer. By the way, why did you guys stop, um, stop renting the place and running the, the, the place? It looked like you were doing um, God's because... work. Why did you stop? Well, we didn't stop. I still have another location around the corner, so I'm still doing okay. my, my God's duty. And um, the problem is that it's a lot of dumping over there, and so it is infested in a whole neighborhood with rats, and it makes it very hard for people coming off the street and having to see all that dumping because it kind of makes them still feel like they're on the streets. So it kind of defeats our purpose yeah. and our mission. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says she left the apartment in pristine condition. She wants her money back. But the defendant says this woman has no idea what the word clean means. Let's go back into the courtroom. I, I have a sense of things. I think you kept too much. I'm going to order you to return some of it. There are some things that she okay. uh, put in for that she is entitled to keep. The, the, the biggest problem that I have is the washer dryer. Um, you know, I think you should be able to keep money to reconnect it and get, you know, you, but the repair would have been on you. So anything that it costs to repair, it's your problem. I'm certainly not going to allow you to keep 1500 of their dollars for that. Um, there's a few other things we've talked about that bother me. The surveillance cameras, if you admit that you had told them, yes, we're striking a deal, you can't all of a sudden turn around just because it turns out that the boss is mad at you. Um, so the 390, you don't get to keep that. Uh, the the uh, bulbs, you don't have proof of that. Um, and you kept $300 for cleaning. Do you have, I see pictures that you've taken that are literally this close. And I see pictures that they've taken of how they left the place. Um, 
I don't see $300 worth of cleaning. I'm going to reduce that as well. And what we are going to be left with is I am ordering you to return an additional. The security deposit was $3,800, correct? And you yeah. kept, you sent them only 925 And I am going to order you to return an additional $2,023.18 to the plaintiffs. Verdict for the plaintiffs. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, Yolanda. So the plaintiffs prevail in this case. Ms. Wright, you got to give back $2,023.18. How about that? Well, I definitely don't like it. I, I think that what is um, the matter with these tenants that, is that they're going around, they're probably doing this to a lot of different other landlords, too. They're just doing what they want to do, and it does not make sense to me. All right, $2,023. Mr. Ms. Spreggins, how do you feel about the, uh, the outcome of the case? What do you think? You're getting a good I, bit back, think, not everything, but a lot. Yeah, but that's okay. I feel good about the outcome of the case. I think that um, she has to learn how to not penny pinch. I've never heard of a landlord charging for light bulbs. Um, and I think that people need to be aware if they rent from her that they're looking forward to either going to court or not getting their deposit back in the future. So I suing agree. was the right thing to do. You, you're glad you did yes. that, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Very good. Well, congratulations. You have prevailed. You know, in case after case after case, I get the tenants who say, oh, that's nothing. Just put a little spackle a little. All you got to do is replace that part. All you got to do is shampoo the rug. And they do nothing. If it's that simple, why didn't you do it? It's not that simple. And you don't get to say that once you haven't done it. These guys really put some effort in. Yeah, he did. came from Chicago weeks right. before, and... They worked. They worked on it, and they tried to get it back to the original condition. But you're right about that observation about tenants. And I would say, on the other side of the coin, you see landlord after landlord where every little tiny nick or scratch is a catastrophe. Oh, I've got to paint the whole house, or we got to, you know, right. to replace this. I've got to fix that. So they both come into it with a different kind of mindset. Uh, that's really overwhelmingly in their own favor. The tenants, no matter what it is, oh, you can just like spit on your sleeve and rub it. It'll, <laughs> that'll all be fine. That'll buff right that'll out. That'll buff right that'll out. Buff right. right out. But it's not always that way. The Blaster wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, why do we have to raise our right hand to take the oath before a court case? Because that's just what you do. <laughs> I mean, that you are swearing to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And it's a symbol um, that means something, and the fact that you know it, it has some gravitas to it, and that's why it's done. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, James Harkins. He says he hired the defendant to upgrade his 1991 Nissan 300ZX to a twin turbo. And that guy ruined his beautiful car, which he now has to sell off for parts. He can't allow this to happen to someone else, and he wants his money back. So he's here suing for the $2,170. He's out. This is the defendant, James Baez. He says the plaintiff texted him after the completion of the job a few weeks later, complaining it wasn't working right. The plaintiff took it to another guy, never gave him a chance to look at it, and he therefore owes nothing. He's accused of twin turbo troubles.
All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. Plaintiff hired the defendant to sweeten his ride by adding a twin turbo to his 300ZX he owned. And now it's ruined. But the defendant says he did a great job in the guy's car and everything was fine until he took it to another mechanic. It's the case of a twin turbo tantrum. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Harkins, talk to me. How did you end up giving Mr. Baez your car to fix? Yeah, he was uh, recommended uh, on Facebook group called Central Florida Z Club. What kind of car is this? It's a sports car. Right. A Nissan? Yes. 300 ZX. All right. So what is it you wanted him to do? So he came out and assessed the car and uh, did some minor stuff. But we agreed that he would turn the car from naturally aspirated to twin turbo and all the all the various uh, modifications that had to be done simultaneously. Okay, so then uh, what happens? You bring him the car in June of 2019, and is there anything in writing between you guys? Yes, uh, we have a kind of a drawn-up thing. Um, this agreement is between James and James, blah, blah, agrees to NATT. What's NATT? Uh, natural, natural aspirated to to twin turbo. Okay, along with various other associated repairs improvements. How about listing them? That's what the point of a receipt is. Who authored the receipt? That was me. Okay, you, the whole idea is that you want to write out everything that that is um, something vague like that. Then you end up in an argument about what it is that that meant. You know, um, so. But we let's talk. I, I'm relieved there's at least something in writing. So you leave the car with him, and is there any discussion about how long this is going to take? Because you leave it at his house, uh, right? He's doing this as a side thing. That's right. Yeah, later on, we decided um, after over a year, I got him to agree to 90 days or, you know, we cut our losses and move on. Right. And actually, how long did he have it in, in its entirety? About 18 months. Right. 18 months, Mr. Baez, that's a long time. And during those 18 months, there were lots of times where you were texting him and telling him, I'll have it next week. By this time next week, you'll have a working car, blah, 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 blah. There was all this stuff. And then you never made good on that. And then the last time, because he was a really patient man, on the last time he said, I am going to write a bad review. Talk about patient. 18 months later, I'm going to write a bad review if you don't have it done in three months. And then you say, okay, I'll have it done in three months. And then you still didn't have it done in three months, right? There was still stuff left to do. Why? Yes. My, my job. I, my job is first, I have a household to maintain and I'm a restaurant manager. I've worked 50 to 60 hours a week on the regular. And plus I have shared custody of my son. Um, every other week I have to pick him up. Right. You know, but you undertook to do this job and then you didn't do the job. Um, did you convert it into a twin turbo or were there stuff still left yes. to do? There, when there you was, say yes, okay, wh so, then what was left to do? Okay. It still needed to have some transmission work done. Bell housing needed to be shaved down. It still needed to have be pressure tested. It still needed to be a compression test. I still needed to be able to crank it over to make sure everything was working and flowing properly. Like there was still work to do. Wiring still needed to be connected. Like the main thing that needed to be done, which was make the engine a from natural aspirated to twin turbo, 
that was completed, but it still needed to have the transmission properly connected by getting all the shimming done. It still needed to finish the wiring. You know, all the extra But you had a year and a half. Why work. didn't you get, I mean, he paid you 400 at the beginning. Then you made him pay you another 1100 That's uh, 1500 And then at some point you told him that he had to pay you 150 so you could hire someone to help you. So that's 1650 So, and the deal was for 1800 And I'm sure at the time nobody said it's going to take me a year and a half. I mean... Um, I realize, and he needs to realize that you're not a you're not a shop, so it's not going to be a speedy turnover. But Look. you know, what is your claim now, Mr. Harkins? You agreed to pay sixteen fifty for exactly whatever he did. You go over there, you pick it up, and then um, you drive the car to a, another mechanic. Correct? I had to tow it. Okay. And before you paid him the 1100 did you ever check to see if the engine worked? We knew that it wasn't. He said that the wiring hadn't been done. A um, couple other things. That, I mean, it was a lot of stuff, actually. In fact, the engine was completely locked. Do you have a report by a second mechanic that details everything that's left to do and that explains that this, what you paid him for, which is to make it a twin turbo, didn't happen because these things still have to be done. Yes, Your Honor, I have a receipt from a second mechanic. He was actually the only person who would take it on. Remove transmission, grind interior of bell housing, and install shim for starter. Found engine licked up. I'm going to go out on a limb and presume he meant locked up. Upon removal of trans. No further work was completed. Six hours at $80. So you had to pay him $480 plus $20 in shop supplies for a total of $500. You paid him $500? Yes, Your Honor. So now I know you have a video, and that's the video of the guy shimming the transmission, but according to him, he told you that still needed to be done. Or is that not truthful? I have evidence that um, shows he did not state the transmission needed to be shimmed or that it was disconnected. Also... In the latter half of the video, it shows um, evidence of the engine locked. Okay, give me one second. Finish up the wiring, fuel pump and shifter, that's it. Then diagnose the wires when you attempt to turn it on, plus the exhaust system, that's it. There's nothing to discuss. I told you, the car is basically done. That's all it needs. Wow, you got kind of an attitude for somebody who took 18 months on a job. Listen, he, he can't complain, you know, when, he's, when he strikes the deal with you to pick up the car and pay you $1,100, which means that he was paying $1,650 um, and waiting a, a year and a half, he can't complain about that because that's the deal he strikes with you and that's, you know, he, he's got to stick with that deal. But if he takes it and he finds out from somebody else that you didn't adequately disclose what was left to do, then... He does have a legitimate complaint because he paid you to have done that already since you didn't list it among the stuff. You, you say, what? That's it. There's nothing to discuss. The car's basically done. Where there do you say anything about the transmission? I forgot to put it on there. I was at work when he was telling Oh, well, me. then I guess that's a problem because if you didn't tell him that, then you shouldn't get paid for having done stuff you didn't do. Let's see the video. I want to see the video. Tell me what I should be looking for in this video, Mr. Harkins. Uh, this video was provided by the second mechanic, proving that he had done the necessary transmission work. And the second half of the video 
is evidence that uh, the engine was seized. But what's going to happen now? According to the new mechanic, uh, you need a new engine? The engine needs to be removed to see what's causing the seizure internally, and it needs to be taken apart. What's the mechanic doing there? He has uh, a very long, high-torque wrench on the main crank bolt and showing that the engine will not rotate. Where am I to see that the engine will not rotate? How do I see that on this video? Um, right now, he's changing the direction. So he's pushing both directions to show that it won't rotate either direction. Uh, the length of the bar is very long, so he has a lot of leverage there. Uh, he should be able to easily turn the engine. Mr. Baez, will you respond to the video that I just saw? Like I said, when I installed the engine in the car, I was able to rotate the engine without any issues. Um, I installed the engine on the car. A lot of things get moved around. I could have definitely checked it if I would have had the chance because it could have been a compression. Do you feel you weren't giving enough of a chance to complete the work in 18 months? You feel like that wasn't enough of a chance? Welcome back to the People's Court. So which way will this twin turbo trial go? Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. It wasn't that it wasn't enough of a chance to complete the job. It's just he told me that I could do it whenever I wanted, whenever I had time, like on my free time, whenever you get a chance. Or if you get a day off, work on it for an hour or two, which is... Right, but you think that meant 18 months, a year and a half? You think that that's that what... Yeah, what, could you take 20 years? I could take my time. No, it wouldn't take no 20 years. Right, so there's so everyone understands that when someone says there's no rush, that it's still within a reasonable time, right? Is 18 months in your head a reasonable time? Yeah, I guess 18, 18 months would be. I'm ordering you to return every penny he paid you. That's $1,650. I realized that you had to take the car to someone else and pay them for diagnostic. I'm not going to order him to pay that because I'm essentially putting you in the same position that you were in before you met him, which is you got to figure out what's wrong with the car and figure out if it's worth fixing and doing and keeping and working on. But I am going to order him to return the $1,650. Okay, the plaintiff prevails. He's going to get sixteen hundred fifty back, not the twenty-one seventy he asked for. Mr. Belez, let me ask you, how do you feel about the judge's verdict? Um, I don't think it was fair because I still did what I what I was asked to do to make the car a twin turbo. It wasn't completed, but as long he told me that I could take my time, so I did what I had to do. Well, you certainly took your time. You had it a long time. All right, Mr. Hawkins, you're going to get that money back. Um, are you sorry you even started this? you know the, the revision on the car to make it a twin turbo yeah it was a terrible venture um i took the word of some friends james is a knowledgeable guy um i don't know where we went wrong um you know i wish him the best okay well good luck to by the way what are you going to sell the car off now are you still going to try and get it fixed what what happens at this point i've got a friend who's gonna he needs a little work uh he's gonna take it apart and sell it piece by piece Piece by piece, just for parts. What a shame.
when you when you take an engine like that that's naturally aspirated and you convert it to twin turbo, it can be a complicated affair. He would have been way better off just buying a twin turbo from the start and paying an extra five, six, seven grand, whatever they charge you, or buying that car and getting rid of the naturally aspirated engine and putting a, a twin turbo engine in the car and transmission to accommodate, uh, which also would have been a major project. But these kinds of conversions can be kind of dicey, and it sounds like this one turned into just an absolute disaster. Yeah, I mean, he was a very patient man, I thought. Right. Uh, not only that, he was magnanimous in victory. He's like, I wish you only the best. <laughs> <laughs> he's, had, he's had no car for 18 months. He hasn't had the car. He's, he's out, out an additional money. amount of money for the he, second he's diagnosis. He's never going to get the, the diagnosis money back, etc. He's at the point now where he's got to part out the car. He's just going to sell the parts. It doesn't get much worse than that, <laughs> right? Poor guy. Hope he has better luck with the next one. Yeah. So Thomas wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. What is the difference between case dismissed and a judge deferring the judgment? Well, when a case is dismissed, it is usually dismissed on the merits. Not always. There are two ways of dismissing, with prejudice and without prejudice. If it's dismissed with prejudice, that's it. You get one bite of the apple, you can't sue again. If it's dismissed without prejudice, you can refile the case. Now, if the case is deferred, if the judge defers the judgment, doesn't rule, then it's still an open case. It hasn't been finally ruled, and either the judge enters a final judgment, or if that never happens, you can go back into court and say, I never got justice, and therefore, as a result, you have a second bite of the apple, you can sue again. But once the judge actually pounds the gavel down and rules, it is case closed. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.